1: Hello and welcome to the podcast.
0: It's the Thanksgiving episode. If
1: you are interested in that, you might yes. not be.
0: Yeah, of course. For those,
1: We're also uh, European now. Thanksgiving doesn't, Thanksgiving doesn't apply to us. Thanksgiving,
0: schmakesgiving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that worked really well. Yeah, nice. If you're in the U.S. and you are celebrating Thanksgiving, yeah, we choose to celebrate this holiday in more of just a, a gratitude holiday.
1: We really do. We we like to make some food.
0: We make some food. We like to We, we check in. We puzzle.
1: Think, play some Nintendo Switch. We, we
0: play games. We just yeah. We take the day off and we just like be present and think about the abundance in our lives and. Things to be grateful for, and so that's what we thought we'd bring to this episode. Yeah. So whether you're celebrating the holiday or not, it's just how a good just episode a, to just check in on gratitude. How about just a
1: great a gratitude episode? Um, do you want to pramble anything? Do you have anything you want to pramble about?
0: Oh, just like what we've been up to. Yeah. Uh, in our new life.
1: Yeah, it's really funny. I think this is just my assumption. Uh huh. Is that from the outside looking in, folks listening to the podcast, and reading our emails. You know, YouTube has been lagging behind, but they're like, guys, tell us about Portugal. Like, we want to know what's going on, every single, blah, blah, blah. But now that we have been here yeah. for almost two weeks as of recording this, when uh-huh. this goes up, we will have been here for two weeks. Uh-huh. We're like, we live here.
0: We're just living here. It's
1: so passe. Like, what are we going to possibly <laughs> share with you?
0: Maybe. So I just think
1: that's kind of like an interesting, like, when we're like, oh, we don't need to talk about anything. It's like, yeah, but I think from the outside looking in, like, this is a very weird thing we're doing. And just to share some things. is
0: probably true. Yeah. But I, I'm sure there are plenty of other people who are just like, yeah, but, like, get over it. Like, you moved countries. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: and then there's
0: probably a crop of people that are like, tell us more. Right. And then there's everyone in between. And that's so let, what it's like to be Let me human. go with
1: the most important uh, update. From at least from my camp over here on this Cap side shares, of the world.
0: What's going on in your camp?
1: The first bake happened in Portugal. The
0: first, the inaugural bake.
1: The annual first annual, <laughs> which I love when people say that. The first, first annual. annual. <laughs> um, I, for those of you that don't know, you don't pay close attention. I love baking. You're a It is a baker. very meditative thing. I am not great at it. But I just enjoy it. It's fun. It's like a little bit of science, a little bit of delicious, and you just don't know what you're going to end up with. And
0: you get a you get a reward at the end. And sometimes,
1: <laughs> sometimes. sometimes you get sometimes. a little turd nugget of a loaf of bread that's pretty. Sometimes you do get a sad turn looking nugget. when you're just like, I'm not going to let it rise. I'm just going to bake it. That was very early on in my mediocre of baking. Of course, you'd
0: never make that mistake.
1: Anyway, unless uh, you move
0: to a new country and all the ingredients are new.
1: Very true. Uh, there was a go to recipe for me for gluten free cookies that I just would. Make make all the time delicious. when we're back in california it is actually just the recipe that's on the back of the bob's red mill millet flour mm-hmm. which i just one day i think we had that flour for some reason i got the grocery store and i was like i'll just try this recipe and it was delicious this
0: reminds me there's you won't know this but there's an episode of friends where phoebe it talks about like her grandmother's like famous cookie recipe sure, sure. and how it's been like passed down yeah. like all this stuff and they like the bit like the punchline is that they discover it's from Nestle Toulouse. Yes. And it's Nestle's Toll Nestle's House. Nestle's Toll House,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this one is from the back of Bob's exactly. Red Mill. Exactly. So, so Mill. it's our uh,
0: grand, Grandpa Bob.
1: Grandpa Bob. Uh, Grandpa Red Mill. Bob's
0: recipe been passed down.
1: So they couldn't get, uh, can't get that millet flour here in Portugal. Not. Uh, they don't even have millet flour in the grocery store, which they didn't really in the U.S. anyway, so it's not that different. But they did have a bunch of different gluten-free flours. They had rice. Chickpea they had flour. oat. They had chickpea. They had almond. Now, interestingly enough, very small quantities from what we were used to uh, and even like the regular flour like all-purpose flour gluten full uh, much smaller quantities than we're used to so anyway i, I get we in need the... to
0: find a portuguese gluten-free baker and you need to become friends with them and get their sourcing i
1: do well we can also go back to that specialty store that we found last True. week where they had a ton of gluten-free stuff i bet they Celero. have some some flowers some flowers uh, anyway fast forward to i'm, I'm in, i have a new oven I have new ingredients. Mm-hmm. I have a whole new kitchen that I'm dealing with.
0: You have a new taste tester. Have, Me.
1: No, same taste tester. Oh. And I'm just going for it. And what I really liked is by the end of the like preparation of everything, the dough the, it seemed really good. I was like, oh, this tastes good. It you know, seems very similar and I used like a mix of flowers because I was just like, it's not gonna be one. So anyway, I go to bake now. I'm working with an oven that's in Celsius. I'm working with an oven that's not the same like baking style, it's very much like convection oven is what they want you to use here. And, ooh, I had a tough time cooking these cookies. You didn't even see that whole part. I
0: definitely didn't. Oh,
1: what normally would take what eight happened? minutes? Oh, it took me like 16 minutes, and I was checking them every like two minutes, and they mm. started to burn, <gasps> so then I was going to tent them with some foil. Anyway, long story made short. But they what, turned out great. What happened?
0: They turned out fantastic.
1: They turned out delicious.
0: Delicious? A
1: couple days later, they actually were better in the Tupperware. They were. Than the, they, when they first came out.
0: Like a fine wine, they aged well.
1: They really did. So... Anyway, I was just very excited to get my first bake under my belt in a new place. And everyone who is a cinnamon roller or even some of the Lollers, there's only a few of you stragglers. Where are my
0: Lollers at? uh,
1: We'll be happy to know I'm baking cinnamon rolls maybe tonight. (sighs) Very excited. You haven't even told me that. I know, but you knew knew the items were on the list.
0: Of course. We're going to the grocery store after this. (laughs) Yes. So I'm excited
1: to uh, to do that. That's my big pramble. Here's a fun pramble update that's related to
0: that. We are having to switch up our entire grocery store cadence from well, life before because, yes. okay, so we kind of had it switched up because travel, you're obviously moving around and you're staying yeah. in Airbnbs. And so we never had sort of a regular grocery store cadence. We would just.
1: Like day of the week, time, et cetera. Exactly. Like all we would just
0: feel it out and then just very haphazard. Okay. Yeah. One thing I was looking forward to about getting back into like a routine is just, when do we go to the grocery store? I know it sounds silly, but I like being able to expect it because then I can build my schedule around it and whatever. Well, it became very clear early on that, and we've talked about this before, Portugal, it it has to be something to do with like preservatives in the United States versus maybe Europe at large, but definitely Portugal. Well, yeah. The produce just does not keep, which is gr- a great thing on the surface, right? Because you're not consuming chemicals and things yeah. like that. But from a pure convenience standpoint, it's totally different. So
1: you keep tomatoes in the fridge for three days. They gone they by gone. the third day.
0: Yeah. It's like, so we have to kind of reconfigure yeah. how we think about
1: like what when we're you, getting
0: at the store. Like we would go to the grocery store and we would, we would get meat for the week. Right. You can't do that.
1: And we would get produce for the week. You can't do that. We'd go on like a Saturday and be like, okay, next Saturday we'll have produce the entire week. No chance. Which
0: is now why I understand some of the grocery hauls that we did when we were like, especially in Lisbon because it's like city life. Yeah. We looked like absolute. We just
1: had like 17 bags.
0: We, yeah, people were like eyeing us like, who are you feeding with all of that food? (laughs) Because you just go into the market, you pop in probably after work or whatever and grab a couple things. That's just city life in general, but um, in Portugal especially. So. We are learning what our cadence is going to be. Right now we're on a twice a week. Twice a week cadence. I can see us going up to three a week.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We're also, for those of you who've been paying attention for a long time, you may remember that we have done meal prep services for quite a few years, just because we're not two people who love to cook. One of us loves to bake, but cooking is not our favorite thing to spend time doing. Right. Um there is a meal prep service out of Lisbon that delivers to our area. So I think we're going to try that. We're
0: going to try it. I'm going to have low expectations yeah. though, because we've tried probably five or six in our whole time and they're all vastly different.
1: They are very different. So yeah. you just,
0: you never know what you're going to get.
1: Yeah. But I, just as an update of people like, you know, what's there, what's not there. I mean, having a meal prep company, that's a huge advantage Incredible. to have that. So uh, anyway, I do There's think not it's
0: much we have found that you absolutely cannot get. It's just meal it's, of flour. Okay, fine. Yeah. But like, that's a very fringe item. It's extremely fringe. It's a fringe it's item. It's a very fringe okay. item. Yeah. But in general, probably 90% of your things in life, yes. it just is a matter of you're going to have to look harder for it. Yeah. You're going to have to do some research. Yeah. You might have to drive to a place. Yeah. You, it, the delivery it's not might all, be different. It's not
1: all going to be a target. Like that's what everyone's used to. We were used to like, it's just in one place. You can just go get it all. Exactly. It's not going to happen here. Um, Yeah. The other grocery store thing that I wanted to share that I think is a fun adventure that we're going on today is there is a little uh, triangle of grocery stores in our tiny little town, which is amazing because we were talking to um, uh, someone who's lived in Lurinha where we live her whole life. And she was saying that she remembers a time when none of those grocery stores existed. So she was like, "Where did I go for groceries?"
0: <laughs> she was telling us this. And then she was like, "Wait, where did we go before?"
1: Yeah, that? <laughs> but funny. now there are three like bigger, normal sized grocery stores for Europe. And so we've been going to the main one, which we're we really on a quest
0: like. to go to every single grocery store chain to know what the vibe is exactly on one. and
1: and to know because what I want to do is walk all the aisles and go, "Oh, maybe this one has." Millet flour, or curry paste, or some of like the odds and ends stuff that you can't yeah, like necessarily find at one Pingo grocery store. The
0: doesn't have green onions. The yeah. does. Yeah. What if the only place we can go to get green listen, onions listen? This is
1: Oshon. the hard hitting stuff you all are here for, and we're sharing it with you. That's You're right. welcome.
0: I know that's what you listen to this podcast for: grocery store
1: quests. updates <laughs> in Europe. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this episode. We have a little series that we're starting here. That's not much of a series, but it's more of like it's a, a format. A format uh, called Bring Five. Bring Five. And the idea of this is different
0: than take five.
1: Very much so. Which is a delicious candy bar. Which is basically Reese's just repackaged it's so that Reese's five. can spell more, uh, sell more of them. Uh, but bring five is we are both going to bring five things to this episode around a topic, mm-hmm. and we're going to go back and forth, starting with our number five, working down to our number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of this is it should be fun. It should be like a nice way to break up, you know, the kind of the cadence of we're the standard up. recording. Stop it. <laughs> and then uh, also She's f-
0: feeling silly fun.
1: with our travel episodes where we want to recap the a rest this year. Other
0: bring five episodes. Um, to round out the rest of the year, we will do a total recap of our entire year of travel. Yeah. We will share things like um, just overall the experience. How did it live up to our expectations? What did we find hard? What did we find challenging? What did we find uh, amazing?
1: Worst place to poop, best place to poop.
0: All of of the hard-hitting stuff. (laughs) And... Uh I think that's gonna be next episode. I think so too. So, but this episode is a bring five, and we encourage you to maybe even do this with yourself, or even with your partner, yeah. or a, a family member, or a friend. And the idea is just for this particular episode to bring five things that we are extremely grateful for in life right now. Yeah. And like I said at the top of the episode, it's more of like a check in, yeah. and it's it's an opportunity and a chance to look for the good things. I know even you might be listening to this, and you might be like Caroline things are really hard right now. I am yeah. in a lot of struggle. I am in a season that is really tough. And if that if that is the case, first of all, I want to say, I'm so sorry to hear that because I have been there. But I also deeply believe that not to erase those things or pretend that you're not going through struggle, but I think even when you're in the midst of something really challenging, challenging your brain to think of the, the few areas that maybe you do, things yeah. are going right or that you do have abundance because I think that when you indicate those things to your brain that you're grateful for, I do think that something in your wiring goes ding, ding, ding. Let's go pursue more of that or bring more of that into our life.
1: Sure. Um, I think also this bring five, especially this one with the gratitude, could be a good one for all of you who are, uh, especially in the US, spending time with family. And you're like, what do I do with my family? Because you I do not want to get into political discussions. Don't do it. I do not want to have the news on in don't, the background. Don't you do it. I don't even want to watch football. I don't even want to do that. This could be a fun thing to like bring up to the family. And be like, hey, I heard this like silly thing on this like award-winning, world-renowned <laughs> podcast.
0: They talk about grocery stores. I'm not <laughs> really sure. <laughs> uh,
1: but you know, maybe you're sitting around with the family, you, everyone can kind of take five to ten minutes to write down their own five things, and you could go around. and It's a fun way to share, see where people overlap, see where they align, and it could just be a fun exercise. Love that. Yeah. Okay. So we have a couple ground rules that we're going to set specifically for us. Feel free to set your own at home if you're doing this with your partner, yourself, your family.
0: Our ground Um, rules are for me, number one, don't set too many ground rules because, you know, if we're talking about some of my toxic traits, yeah. one of them is being extremely rigid in terms of people staying on concept. And, <laughs> and um,
1: <laughs> is there pe- you say people? Is there anybody in specific?
0: I, if you don't know this about me, I really love a concept, yeah, especially when I came up with, yeah. And if I come up with it and it's completely arbitrary and out of thin air, yeah. I will let you know that you are not doing abiding. Right. You're not doing it right. Yeah. You're not abiding by the concept that I set forth. And Jason. Kindly let me know before yeah. we started this episode that he didn't want to get chastised for maybe bringing something. I don't want to be judged,
1: I don't want to feel self-conscious because this is some Maybe bringing one of
0: his five things that didn't fit entirely inside of the yeah. concept. So I'm gonna Can challenge. I just, here,
1: here it is. What? I'm grateful for these five things. I don't care what you think about them. Great, <laughs> Okay. Great. great. So I'm uh, gonna challenge myself yeah. to not care. So the, other, the the real ground rule here, besides Alan, which is kind of real, is obviously we're grateful for family. For friends, yes. for our relationship. If we you want to put other. those on your bring five list, absolutely go ahead. But for us, for the point of this also, discussion. It
0: just wouldn't seem important for like if I was gonna talk about my mom for like 20 minutes, like y'all don't know Patty.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know a little well, bit know from the you know, stories still, from Switzerland. I, but, I love my mom. If yeah. I'm gonna
0: talk to, talk about her for 20 minutes, I'll tell her.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's get into it. So we're gonna do five things that we're grateful for, uh that we have gratitude for. We're gonna go back and forth in counting down from five, which you know is the thing that we you know have some gratitude. For and then one, which is like, oh, I didn't most, rank
0: mine, but I could do that. Oh my gosh, come on. You said the no rules.
1: No, I did say rules. I said this before we started recording. Wow, this is
0: a reverse right now because yeah. you're being really rigid. All right,
1: number five. <laughs> I'll start. You ready?
0: And then at the end, we're going to do three like tiny, joy, joyful things. Maybe that,
1: they're tiny, maybe they're not. Maybe they're no not, one's judging anybody for any of their decisions. You
0: start, babe.
1: I'm going to start. So, my number five on my things that I'm uh, having a lot of gratitude for yes. is my slow morning coffee routine. Mm. Now, are you surprised this is number five?
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: So for me, those of you who listen, you know this. I love coffee. I love pour-over coffee specifically, slow coffee. The entire year this year, I have been making AeroPress coffee. And while it makes a good cup of coffee mm-hmm. compared to a lot of the crappy coffee coffee you can get in a lot of places, it is not a great cup of coffee. And to be able to have a grinder. Give us your setup.
0: Give us just a couple of items in your setup.
1: I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Let me just take you through the routine quickly. I just
0: want you to bathe in this gratitude. Can I take you through gratitude. the routine
1: quickly? I
0: would I'm love gonna that. I'm not going to take that long. I don't It'll believe you. It'll just be you. quick. I don't believe you, but go ahead.
1: I come upstairs oh. and I take the kettle I fill it up with water it's Mm. the stag kettle which we absolutely love it's an amazing kettle it's expensive but it's amazing it's very very functional I turn that on to get the water boiling then I walk over to the uh coffee grinder setup I have the Wilfa smart for those of you who are asking I believe it's a Europe only uh model but I did a lot of research and it's turned out to be fantastic great um I get my scale out I get my little dosing cup I pour my beans. Now the
0: scale is so that you get consistent every time?
1: Extremely consistent because you're trying to brew at a 1 to 15 to 1 to 16 ratio depending on the the roast of the beans. She's hearing
0: numbers. (laughs) She's You know the Homer Simpsons meme. I'm backing into the bushes.
1: You asked for it. So anyway, (laughs) I I dose out 35 grams of coffee. Mm -hmm. I drop that in the grinder. I hit grind. While that's grinding, because it takes about 25 to 30 seconds, I bring my scale around. I bring my slow coffee brewer setup, which is just like a little V60 style brewer. It's like a cone, a little brewer. I put a filter in it. Is that the
0: ceramic thingy? Yeah. Cute.
1: I put a little filter in it. Uh, The water should be boiling by that point. I get our mugs set up. I Mm -hmm. get your stevia set up. So then I uh, rinse the... I take
0: my coffee black with one... Two stevia, two stevias, Yes, I guess it's not black technically, but like no milk,
1: no milk, no, no cream. We don't do that around here. I definitely don't defile my coffee with anything whatsoever. I drink it as the. Uh, I can still farm remember me to drink like it. a
0: very vivid memory of my mom pouring creamer into her coffee every morning, and she got it the same color every time. Yeah, and like I can picture the color in my brain right now. The
1: color is the way that it comes out of the brewer. Um, <laughs> so. Then I brew the coffee, I put the beans in, I do a bloom, we do the full thing, I, I uh, separate it out, I give you your cup, I put you in a little, uh, like, stay warm, little mug thing that we have. Yeah,
0: I, this should be on my gratitude list, because after a year of AeroPress, which I have to make my own AeroPress every yeah, morning. Yeah, you did. Um. I now have a husband who makes me coffee again. every morning again. The
1: one thing that I am missing, that the, I'm excited uh-huh, for, uh-huh. that has not arrived yet, but I did order it, is a little coffee serving setup, so it's like Cute. a little vessel that holds the coffee, and you pour it into, like, a little serving cup that's like a tiny cup. It's not a mug. It's like a little sipping cup. And I had this when we were in California and I absolutely loved it.
0: What do you think it is? I was thinking about this recently. About this
1: whole experience for me?
0: No, just like, what do you think it is about, about like what you just described of wanting the, the extra element of having the special Serving tray. Like, what do you think it is about that? Do you think it's the specialness that yeah. you designate it in your mind as this is special and totally. so it feels good? I
1: Because I can even tell you, like, drinking my coffee every morning out of a standard mug, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, like, it's, like, boring to me. I'm mm. like, well, what, uh, this doesn't even, like, I don't care. But having, like, the little serving thing, it's, like, every sip of that coffee becomes special and, like, really thoughtful.
0: I think it's a combination of that and – because I do think there is something also to just the aesthetics of a certain thing. Totally. Because I was thinking – if I just told my brain that that white mug was special, like maybe I could convince myself, but I remember the mugs that we had when we lived in Carlsbad and I, Every time I grabbed that out of the cupboard, I loved that mug. They were like that little camp style, but they were ceramic with little flecks and like the beautiful green color.
1: Also, I just want to say for for my number five of gratitude here, obviously, I'm probably going to talk about it longer than anything else. It's still number five on the gratitude. Mm. I fully understand that it is going to go away when we have kids and I am not going to be able to have this much of a slow coffee routine. Which
0: is why. I
1: am soaking it in now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're really soaking it in. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's my number five. We'll pick up the pace a little bit here. That one obviously had a lot more to it.
0: I just... Like I said, I just want to no bathe in this. No rules just right? No rules just right. Bathe okay. in this gratitude. If people find it boring, they don't have to listen to this episode.
1: Listen to this on 2X. But if people want
0: to just like savor the the, the tiny gratitude. joys, then just, yeah. you know, keep right, listening. Okay, now I didn't rank mine, so I have to kind of be off the cuff here and um, choose
1: Well, one. you'll get no judgment if you just go in random order.
0: Okay. I will say number five is my dedicated work. Space. station. Yeah. Because when I tell you that one of my biggest challenges and I'll share more about this when we do our full year recap of traveling, but one of my biggest challenges and that I knew would be a challenge was not having a a workspace. Yeah. Because I need that environment environmental cue to tell my brain it's time to be productive right now. And so being in different Airbnbs and sometimes working from a dining room table, sometimes not having a dining room table and working from a couch or like, I just, it was always different and it was always changing. And there was so much resistance to getting things done, but now, and my space is new, so we're kind of building it up a little bit, but I have my little standing desk Jason just did all my cord organiza- yep. organization and management. You got your
1: second monitor.
0: I have my oh, you, have one, you have one monitor. I have yeah. one monitor. And for me, a monitor makes all the difference because I like to have lots of things going at one time yeah you probably that's probably why you don't need a monitor because you have like one thing that you're working on at a time well this is what's
1: really weird is that for the longest time like i always had a monitor like when we were in florida and then we moved to california right. i always had a monitor right. but then something in me when i got a standing desk and like i couldn't have the wires all over it was like well i'm just going to try and use a laptop now and i really only focus on one application at a time exactly anyway. and so then it just became like yeah i can do all this i
0: something to my eyes because especially with this monitor, I can see things bigger. Yeah. There's more space. I mean, we're just old now. I'm just getting old. Yeah, we're just old. Um, but it, I have my colorful little and, desktop wallpaper. Yeah. It brings me so much joy to sit down in the same place and have my little notebook available and have my little pen available and my little phone holder and like, I just love it so much and this, I'm just going to r- loop this in even though I am grateful for the space but I think something that I have been, has been at the top of my gratitude list, like every day, probably this year.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) Besides you (laughs) is how unbelievably grateful I am to have flexibility
1: in our work, in our work, yeah.
0: because I know that not, not only does not everybody have that, the majority of people don't have that. And it is such a gift and it, and it improves my life so much and, not having a person tell me when I have to show up or what I have to be doing and to just be able to go... I try. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How's that go over? Oh, well. And to just be able to... This is why I'm so passionate about Wandering Aimfully and about trying to help people get their version of a flexible business, an online business off the ground, because I see the impact that it makes on somebody like my life. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I think it's it would improve anyone's life, but I think especially if you deal with mental health issues, if you deal with any health issues or anything yeah. where, where you have an inconsistent energy every day, I think a flexible work life yeah. is really important. So I'm really grateful for that and I'm grateful for my colorful and happy little desk set. Yeah,
1: great. All right, my number four here is... The majority of people that we have run into in Portugal are very kind Mm -hmm. and speak English. Yeah. I am so grateful for this because obviously we have been traveling around the entire year we have run into some areas and places where there's not a lot of English spoken France. we really didn't run into many people who were unkind no but it, we it, really didn't it can just be very difficult when the it's just like constant language barrier and
0: yeah
1: that's not to say that we're not hitting that here like we definitely are but I but I think overwhelmingly the adjustment to living here has been so much easier with people right around us who can help us who speak English mm-hmm. you go to a different store like actually at the grocery store people I haven't run into someone who speaks English who works there like that's the one place I haven't but it's fairly easy to navigate a grocery store by yourself and not having to do things it's just definitely you have the weird checkout thing where someone's asking you something you're like I don't know what you're saying and you just figure it out you know it's a lot of pointing and gesturing and whatever yeah but yeah we I am just so grateful for this because at every turn uh, you know I'm trying to not just go, I don't speak Portuguese. I'm trying to like listen and see right, if I can Right, because in case you
0: haven't heard us on previous episodes, our intention is very much to learn the language here. Yeah. Like the posture that we bring to moving to a different country is not to just, you know, pick up our all of our American sensibilities and just try to like, impose our will upon local people here. It's really to try to integrate into the culture, to try to learn the culture. And the language is the big, big part of that. However, it's going to take us a while, right? To learn. And so I think in the meantime, I'm with you, you know, we do not take it for granted how prevalent English is spoken and that has made our lives easier. And it's just I try to be grateful for it every single time we run into someone who's willing to speak English with us Yep, uh, because it's not a given you're in their country. Exactly. So,
1: so yeah, that was my number four. Sounds like I did a great job. Okay.
0: You did a great job. Fantastic. Um, okay. My number four, it's so funny how many of these are space related <laughs> i actually
1: had a couple space related ones on mine but i didn't put them
0: but like almost all mine are space related which is very funny um i'm a girl who just i'm very driven by her environment what can yep. i say so i will say my number four is my own studio space yeah because and what I'm sorry it, the fart studio thank you we call it the fart studio it's an art studio but really it just means like a room that i get to call my own and the first time that i had this was when
1: in florida in the guest bedroom.
0: Oh, I guess well, I've always had it yeah. then. Yeah. I didn't have... Yeah. yeah. Okay. So literally in Florida, this is where we started this. Yep. I had a little guest bedroom where... We had
1: a three-bedroom house. We had a three-bedroom Two house. bedrooms were very small. One was a primary bedroom that was bigger. Of the two small bedrooms... One got converted to our office, one got converted to a fart studio.
0: Right, but just to be fair, you also did filming there, so it was kind of like a shared space.
1: And there's no judgment from but my side. No, no,
0: no. I'm just saying like, it started out as like just one little art desk in yeah. our guest bedroom. And then when we moved to California, we had a guest bedroom that I – that was when I started painting. And then you were kind enough that when we went to go move from our place in Poway to Oceanside – you were like, we need to make sure that you are you have a space for your art, which I thought was so sweet. Aww. And you, you always really advocated for me to have that creative space.
1: I'm hoping one of these days is going to cash in big, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hasn't cashed in big Hasn't yet.
1: cashed in big yet. That's okay. But it's okay.
0: Um, And um, I just think that now that has been something that's been on our, like, kind of, I wouldn't say must-have list, especially when we were looking – for places here because I just, I didn't want to have too many non-negotiables because I didn't know what we were going to find. But the fact that this place, there's a kind of bonus room. It's not a bedroom. It's just a bonus room on the bottom floor. And it, it, and it already has like two couches in it basically. And just like a piece of furniture. But we're going to add an art desk. And the reason that I thought of it is because it's also going to be kind of my like home gym. Mm-hmm. So I've just been working out down there when we don't want to go to the, there is a gym like yeah. in our neighborhood, but um, it's been a little rainy actually. Yeah. So I just have been doing dance workouts and little cardio hit workouts down there. All I have is a yoga mat and like light, light lightweights.
1: Yep. But Lightweight, baby.
0: my favorite thing is, and again, we're saying all of this and like, I know it'll change when we have kids, but of this is what our phase of life is right now. Yeah. But in the morning after my coffee, I go down there, I do my workout. And for like 15 minutes, I sit on my yoga mat. I write in my journal. I play, you know, some type of ambiance channel on YouTube, like yeah. fall ambiance or winter wonderland ambiance or whatever. I set a mood and I get to just sort of like reflect and be alone and be in solitude with myself and I get so much like value out of that so having a place that I'm able to do that and be alone and not around you I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but just having a space of my own adds a lot of value to my life so I'm really grateful for that great
1: all right my number three on my list um, this one's a personal one and, you know, I th- we said we weren't going to do that, but I thought it was something that I was very grateful for. So I want to share. And it's that you were willing to move to Portugal with me. Lol.
0: We said we weren't going to do each other. I know,
1: but I just had to, I had to put it in. Cause it's not, it's not necessarily like, me. Oh, I'm
0: so grateful for Carol. You oh. It's not that. Okay. It's that that um, would be so embarrassing. Ugh.
1: It's that I was grateful that you were willing to move to this country with me Aww. because it is a very daunting life change
0: sure is
1: it is a lot of different things i mean we haven't even gotten into like the actual like paperwork logistics citizenship doctors like all that stuff like we're, we're very much in the honeymoon period right now and where we're, we're not are soaking about, it up yeah we're not worried about anything but eventually we're gonna have a lot of doctors and like that type of stuff and then you know as having kids like there's all those hurdles to go through and i think just you know you taking this leap to come here I was mu- it was much easier for me. I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. I'll do it. And and I know it wasn't an easy decision, but I do think I really warmed you up with a year of travel.
0: You really <laughs> did. You as far as strategy goes, yeah, you played nailed this it. you played this pretty perfectly. I yeah. if I do say so myself, because I was very if you've listened to that episode, you you will know I was 95% certain when we started this year that I was not you were not going to get me to move yeah. out of the out of the states and that just speaks to you know, a year can change you and it, it, travel can change your perspective a lot. And, yep. um, well, thank you for saying that. And I wouldn't have done it. Like, this is how our relationship works. Like, I've, I very much think that...
1: <laughs> Here's how our relationship works. Um, I don't want to do anything you want to do from yep. the beginning.
0: Yep, And then you convince me <laughs> and then I do it. No. And
1: then, like, you know, slowly wear me down you over wear time. Wear me down.
0: No, but, like, you know that I'm an open-minded and an open-hearted person, but I'm also a very... I think I stick to my intuition. I stick to my guns. So you're never going to convince me to do something that isn't aligned with what I want to do. You're just not. And I think that's actually a good quality in a relationship because you know that if I say yes to something, it's not just to make you happy. It's because I've figured out a way to kind of buy into it myself. Um, And therefore, like, I'm not going to resent you for it if it doesn't work out, right? Right. That's how our situation works. And so I... Yeah, I knew that I had to come around and be actually on board if it was going to work. I wasn't just going to know that you wanted to move and then just be like, well, just I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like every relationship is different, but I knew that I wouldn't be okay if I did it just to make you happy. Right. Because I would have to be happy, too. And so I think, like I said, you played it just right. We did the scouting trip and that really changed things. And I also give myself credit for being open-minded.
1: And I think we got very lucky with the place that we found, and very lucky, all the different things that aligned with that, and the timing of it, and all that. So
0: the timing, yeah.
1: Okay, that was my number three. What's your number three? That's very
0: cute. Okay, okay. My number three is more. Is not space related. Hmm. It's more a feeling that I have and a a stage that I'm at in my life, Um, and I'm really grateful to be at a place where I'm at peace with my creativity in a way that I haven't felt in a few years. Like I've gone through many stages with my creativity where, you know, just getting kind of seeing myself as an artist for the first time, like that was sort of like the beginning stages and then going like absolutely so hard on that, like doing my daily art project, like selling art prints, really leaning into that. And I think when I took a step back from that, the past few years have felt a little bit like this, wrestling with my creativity and feeling like I should be writing more. I should be wanting to do art daily. I should, should, should be doing all these things. And I go through these phases where like I try to start it up again and then it just doesn't feel right. And so I can't work it in. And I remember at the beginning of our our trip this year, I started writing these little blog posts just for myself because I wanted to do art pieces. And I, I wanted to do something with this you know, this experience I was having to turn it into art, but it just, there wasn't enough space or time for that. And I felt guilty about that and was like, Oh, what a wasted opportunity for me. And I don't feel that way anymore. Like I just feel very much at peace with where my creativity lives. I think going off of social media has helped me a lot with this because I'm not seeing other people creating all the time. I think that I didn't realize how much that had to do with me feeling like I should be doing things without those inputs. I feel so much more at peace that like, yeah, like I still see myself as an artist and like we bought some paints, you know,
1: one Euro paints,
0: couple one Euro paints at, at a shop around here. And I sat down and painted the other night and it was so delightful and wonderful. And I, I'm excited to have like a a designated space in my fart studio Mm -hmm. to do that. But I don't feel tortured in the way that I have the past few years about needing to do anything with that. And that's the irony is that when you take the pressure off, you ultimately feel more inspired. So I don't know where I'll go with it or what it will turn into, but I feel really grateful to something about this year or being off social media or just getting older or anything has led me to this place where I I no longer feel conflicted about that. And I will say though, that like there's nothing wrong with going hard on your art or like being passionate about something or sharing it online. Like I think I had to go through all those other stages in order to reach this place. But I'm sharing that also for anyone who has gone through something similar where like you, maybe you fell out of love with a hobby or a passion of yours. And there's this part of you that feels like you should pick it back up again or you should do something with it. And it's like, don't worry about the shoulds. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think even just kind of in alignment with that, like I would have felt so differently about capturing and like uploading video and taking perfect photos. Had we been on social media this entire I'm year?
0: So glad we didn't do that.
1: And the fact that we were off it and like basically have barely shared this trip at all. Like with our email list, with our wandering employee members, like that's essentially it. And like with our family, but it's just, it It has made it so much easier to not feel the FOMO of every single time we're in a place, making sure that we see the coolest thing and get the best yeah. photo and all this different stuff. It's like, nope, like there are some places where we don't have photos of really anything. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's true. just A, because we were super tired and didn't feel like it. And B, because it was just like, we're just here. Like that's all we're going to do. We just going to be
0: do. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. So my number two, we have mm-hmm. two left for each of us. Yeah. Uh, I am, I have extreme extreme gratitude for the daily view that we have.
0: That's my number two. Oh! So we can do a shared one. That's my number two. Okay, I
1: kind of lumped the house in with it because I didn't want to do like the house and the view, because okay. it's kind of like the same thing. So the the reason that I am so grateful for this is we have such a great mix of things we get to see. We get a little bit of nature, we get a little bit of water, we get some modern architecture, um, and it's very peaceful. So peaceful. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, I think back to, like, when we first moved to California, we had a very peaceful, like, nature view. Mm-hmm. But it, just, it was kind of boring, to, just to, like, be completely honest. And, like, it was beautiful. But, like, after a while, like, nothing changed. Nothing happened. And so you just, like, you get used to it and whatever. Then we moved to the next place. We had a really great view of the ocean. But there were a lot of buildings and there were a lot of things. Then our next place didn't really have a view of really anything place after that, our last place, had the Lagoon view, which was outstanding. And I I almost felt like we were never going to find a place that we could afford that would have a view that would live up to that place. And I feel like we found it here.
0: Definitely. And I
1: feel like I'm so grateful that we were able to find that. And I do think that also goes to show you, like, there's a little bit of a scarcity mindset of just, like, you're never going to have what you had before. And it's like, well, you just got to look. And you got to see well, what's out there. Well,
0: that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I had a friend who was like, you're like, I forget how she phrased it, but she was like, your you know sunset by the water game is so strong, <laughs> and I was like, thank you because and I think that that's what happens when you know what you value the most yeah. and you're willing to compromise on the other things in order to get that one thing right. Yeah. So Jason and I talk about all the time. We get so much value and joy and just peace and happiness out of being able to see nature from our home. Yeah. And because we work from home and because we're there ninety percent of the time that is what we seek out when looking to move to a place and we won't settle for something that doesn't have that, you yeah. know,
1: which and, is why we might end up not living where everybody lives or exactly. we might not, you know, we might live 10 to 15 minutes further away from things and it's because, well, that's where the view is available. That's where yeah. you can get it.
0: And I know, and of course, like there's, there's financial privilege with, with having many more options to choose from the, the more your budget increases. So you know, we're not going to ignore that at all. But I think the takeaway is that if you know what brings you happiness in your space, maybe hold out for that. Like maybe, maybe just really go hunt that down and, and,
1: and be willing to maybe live a little bit further away. Exactly. Be,
0: be willing to compromise on other things, right. In order to get that. So it's like, I don't know. I think that that's the way that we view picking the places that we live yeah. and it doesn't just happen by accident. Is also also the thing that I want to say. Yeah. Um but I I wrote that down as my number 2 as well just because I get so much value out of light-filled places and nature. Yeah. And every morning when I come up the stairs and I can see the ocean horizon, I feel like I hit the jackpot. I yeah. feel like I can't believe that this is my life that I get to live and just this gratitude hits me and you know, it's,
1: and the truth of the matter is, from a financial standpoint, this place is cheaper than what we were paying it is. in California. And, so,
0: and that also goes back to the give and take, right? Yeah. So it's like, we have this amazing view, but you, you're living in a place that is... You're a foreigner. Exactly. Yeah. And so you have all the discomfort that comes with that. This is not something... This view is, and this home is not something we would ever, ever, ever be able to afford in California. Never. Um. And so you make those choices and you make those decisions. But I'm really glad. And also, I will say, though, that like the rentals were hard to find when we were looking. And so the fact that we found this one also just makes me feel grateful because the timing kind of worked out to where it just flowed for us to have this place.
1: Yeah. Okay. So do you want me to go to my number one then? Yeah. Okay. So my number one thing that I am, uh, bringing to the bring five is I'm so grateful that there's so much to see and do in Portugal Mm -hmm. and also in Europe. Yeah. So where we live You know, we're two and a half hours from the southern coast of Portugal. We're three and a half hours from Porto, which is basically the north of Portugal. Then there's everything in between. There are walled cities. There are castles. There are huge nature areas. Um, There's apparently a place in Portugal where it snows and you could ski if we ever wanted to do that. There's a whole wine region we want to go to. Like, there's just so much in Portugal that I'm excited about. And I know that in the U.S., everything I just said, maybe except for walled cities and castles, exists. But it's just, to me, it just feels so different because it's all brand new. It's all such an experience that I've never, ever had before. And it's all going to feel so different. Like even when we went to the nearby bigger city, it's an 800-year-old city. So even though there are home goods stores and like things are modern and like all the streets look newish and the buildings look new, it still has 800-plus-year-old charm that you can't get in the US. yeah, And I'm not saying that to bash the US by any means at all. I'm just saying that I'm having extreme gratitude for the feeling that I'm getting and the excitement that I'm getting for some of the road trips that we'll do, some of the things we'll see, and some of the flights that we'll be able to hop on to go to Italy if we want to in two hours, to go to Scandinavia, to go to all these different places that we didn't get to go to this year, but in a much slower pace, more spread out.
0: Yeah. I, my brain hasn't even been able to like wrap my head around the fact that we will be able to continue to travel, but in like a different way. That we
1: live in Europe. Like I I, uh, honestly, and I don't know how you feel, like I forget that. Yeah. And then we'll end up being like in that city that I was just talking about that we were in. I'm like, oh, we're in Europe. Like we're, (laughs) this is not like a small little town in California. We found like, this is a very different place.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm grateful for that too. And we'll check in with y'all and share with you the trips that we are able to take and all of that. Yeah. Um, The last thing on my gratitude list, which always just has to be my top one, is I am so grateful that my baseline anxiety has just like completely plummeted and lowered to a degree that I never honestly thought was possible.
1: So where do you think you were on your, the because we used to have a little physical anxiety scale that yes. we would have a one and, to 10.
0: Yeah. And I rate it on my notion like yeah. almost every day.
1: In 2021, before we left, where were you on a daily basis on, on a average? Day,
0: like a good day for me was a seven yeah. and a bad day was a nine. Yeah. And when we first got to Lisbon of this year, I was at a nine, like yeah. pretty consistently. And I've been logging some th- some threes and fours. And that's the lowest we, it's I mean, ever yeah, been. Yeah, I was gonna ever, say we
1: never had a three or a four in California. No, ever.
0: No, I was able to get down to like maybe a five, but like to hit threes and fours, which I this isn't the right way to say it, and and maybe it's not a good thing to say, but it's just my truth. But I I feel like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's such a gift because there were so many. Listen. Okay, now I have to backtrack my own thing. Where it's like people with you know mental health struggles are normal people. Let's yeah, just absolutely. Say that, okay,
1: absolutely. But
0: anyone who's dealt with that, that this word is coming
1: from a person who's dealt with anxiety. Exactly.
0: That word for normal sometimes is you do you kind of think as that as something other and something that you'll right. never be able to achieve. Meaning, I just look around at people and I go, "How are you even walking through the world without feeling like electricity is going to shoot out of every like poor of your body because that's how I felt all the time. Yeah. Just like this uncomfortable jump out of my skin buzzing that would never go away. A dizziness that would never go away. A, a fear, a, a foreboding that would never go away. Yeah. And the fact that like a three to four to me is like, I'm just a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> like I can just exist. Yeah. It's amazing. And that feels like a miracle to me. And I don't know. I mean, I do know that it's some combination of, you know, all of these things, right? So it's like, it's all the therapy I've done. Yeah, It is all of the the putting that therapy into action then with like training my brain. It's the meditation, it's the mindfulness, it's the nature, it's the, the supplements, it's the- um,
1: Dietary change. The
0: dietary changes, the intentional practice. Like it's all of it. Yeah. And on top of that, I think it is- really just taking the leap to go so far out of my comfort zone this year and almost just, I was, I got to the place where I was strong enough where I could do this form of like exposure therapy. I feel like, and put myself in some of the most uncomfortable situations I've been in forever. Um, I remember even at the beginning of this year, the fact that I, I would have extreme anxiety just at the notion of getting in an Uber. Yeah. Like being in a car, much less like driving on the other side of the road, much less hopping on a plane every two weeks, much less, you know, trying to navigate a city in a different language. Like all of those things were enough to send me into an almost panic attack. And the fact that I now don't really think twice about them is just like such a thing that I will be forever grateful for. And I don't know what my mental health is going to look like a year from now, five years from now, but I do know that I've gained so much by showing myself I can go to the darkest, deepest hole I've ever been in and slowly, slowly, slowly climb my way out of that. And just knowing that I've done that once before, I think empowers me to have less fear of where my mental health will go in the future because I know it's possible to get out.
1: That's amazing. That's awesome. I'd love to hear that, babe. All right, those are our Bring Five. I hope you enjoyed listening to our gratitude. Now we're going to do a little Three Small Joys. Oh, just just a little bonus. Quick
0: fire. Yes, Three Small Joys. Tiny things that are bringing us joy right now. Okay, I think we have one that's both on our list.
1: Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, So my number three is a fantastic setup for classic movie night.
0: Oh. So
1: we have a couch that has a double chaise, yes. which we've never had before, which is incredible for it's a like relationship. A, it's like a U-shape. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, it's just a good room for the TV setup. It's just, it. we can make popcorn easily. Ugh. Like, it's just all the things we haven't been able to have this year and Love haven't had the energy night. to have this year. Now we have on Saturday nights our classic movie nights again and it's just it's so fun to me like it's it's one of the things that i enjoy the most about our relationship me too is just like coming up with the movies we want to watch cuz they're always so obscure and not related in any way Making the popcorn, and making just dinner. commentary throughout
0: commentary the entire Commentary throughout thing. the
1: entire movie and just laughing and being able to look up some trivia yeah. and just, like, it's such a great routine My favorite is
0: when just, like, something absolutely absurd happens and, like, to the point where we have to pause the movie because we're laughing so hard. Yeah. Like, wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Explain it to me. <laughs> All
1: right. So that's my number three. What's your number three?
0: My number three... Um, Organized skincare products. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even one of those girls who has like a million skincare products. And I obviously throughout this year, I could only have the products that would fit in a little toiletry bag. But we got drawer organizers for our bathroom. And when I tell you being able to have my cleanser and my face lotion and my toner and have it all like just organized... Something happens when I just do more than one step in my skincare routine where I feel like a fully, like an adult person yeah. who like has her shit together and it makes me feel so good. And it's just a stupid tiny joy.
1: Awesome. All right. My second, uh, tiny joy is my water flosser. Ooh. I, when I learned about a water flosser, which for those of you who don't know, imagine you're flossing your teeth, but it's a thing that shoots water into your mouth. I learned about this from the dentist that we had when I finally went back to the dentist. No,
0: my brother had a water flosser when he had braces. Did you never use one when you had braces? No,
1: never had one. Never had one in my entire life until I bought one in our last home that we lived in. Really?
0: I think that's a well-known thing because like how do you floss your teeth if you have braces? Yeah, a water I flosser.
1: I didn't I didn't use one. If I did, I didn't use one. Water um, pick.
0: Is that what it was used yeah, to be called? Yeah, I think
1: that's, that's the brand though, actually. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, but anyway, we bought one w- when we got here, and I'm excited because this whole year, it's not like my teeth have felt gross, but I've only been brushing my teeth, and that's you know, I've been flossing with like little wa- you know, regular flossers, and like it just doesn't do as great of a job do at job. night. But like I warm up some water at night, I fill it up so I get oh, warm yeah, water. Oh, yeah, you
0: Y'all, Jason uses this stag kettle that he was talking about for his coffee coffee. to warm up the water to 100 degrees and put it in his water flosser. And when I tell you that this is a (laughs) game changing move. Well,
1: I have super sensitive teeth. So like shooting water at my teeth already doesn't feel good. Shooting cold water from the tap. And I one thing. This is just a very random screw thing. I hate hate turning water on and waiting for it to warm up it feels like the most wasteful thing you could ever do yeah you really hate that. it just bums me out because i'm like how long do i have to wait and how much water am i wasting for this like i want to collect it and like set it aside for later But anyway, yeah, using the kettle is a great way to, like, heat up and do it. So water flosser for me, my teeth already feel cleaner. I've already chipped away at some plaque that's built up this year. I'm not excited Cute. to go back to the dentist, but I am getting old, and I appreciate the water flosser.
0: Yes. Well, I, I have been water flossing as You've well. You've coming around. I didn't think I could handle it because we tried it back yeah. in California when he first got he one. You freaked out. And I freaked out. Because be I didn't to, like the sensation. We
1: might be able to get you to put drops in your eyes soon, too. You could do all these adult things.
0: I might be a drop person now. <laughs> I, I would have said it. no before, but now that I did my whole mental floss? health spiel, yeah. spiel and that I can water floss, I mean, there's nothing I can't do. Exactly. Jason.
1: Okay, number two for you?
0: Um, a f- having a fun special drink. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So we found this, um, we went to this restaurant, this lunch restaurant in a nearby city, Torres Veedridge, when we were here on our scouting trip, and they had these little craft sodas. They're just like, they don't have a lot of junk in them. They're very natural. They're just like simple flavors. They're almost like a carbonated tea. Yeah. It's like tea. They have one that's like ginger peach or whatever. And it was was started by a, a couple from Berlin, I think. And then they like, they live in Portugal now. Anyway, Delicious. And so we went, I'm not going to spare the details, but like we went to this like special grocery store they it had it on the website. It wasn't in the store. I got three people not speaking English <laughs> trying, trying to, to find the soda. Yeah. I didn't intend for it to become such a scavenger hunt, but Portuguese people are really over the top helpful. Yeah. And before I know it, I have like a gaggle of, of <laughs> grocery store employees trying to help me find the soda. Finally, they tell me that I can get it at the health food store across the street from the grocery store. Yep. So we get it and we just keep them in the fridge and they're in a little glass bottle and they're just my fun drinks. So like in the afternoon when I've been drinking water all day and I want to have like a little pick-me-up, I just go, and I pop the top, and it's well, just we a Well, we used to have drink. the Spindrift fridge, I which I really fridge. missed,
1: which was, Spindrift is just a sparkling water like LaCroix, but it has no, like, anything that LaCroix has in it, um, and we loved it. Like, that was our go-to. We filled a little mini fridge that we had in our house, with it, and it was great, and they don't have that here, and it's, we can't get it here, so I have to find my own fun drink because I've just been relying on a second cup of coffee every day, which is not the best. Not for, the best. I mean, I only have two cups of coffee, so it's not like it's a ton, but... Um, you know, I want to find a fun drink, too, but yeah. I'm glad you found that. All right, my number one. I don't know if we're going to have the same number one here. Okay. My number one is a kitchen we can both exist in.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a big a joy, joy, Jason. And
1: and really what I think is interesting about that is we haven't had that for basically like three homes ago was the last right. time we had it. And so the, the place we lived in last – like. We couldn't both exist in there. Like, when we were cooking for Thanksgiving, which is a good... Like, if you remember that, like, you're tripping all over each other. You can't... It's there's, a marital no, dispute. there's no space for anything. And that's not to say that, like, you have to have a big kitchen to be able to do stuff. You absolutely don't. Like, we both grew up with very small kitchens and, like, our moms <laughs> yeah. made a ton of stuff happen. But I think for us, like, this kitchen... It's not ideal in some ways because there are some cabinets that I have to duck under to use the sink, which is a very first world problem to have, but it is a thing. But the rest of it is just like amazing to deal with. Mm. And I am very excited for my first cinnamon roll experience in this kitchen.
0: I would call that a, t- a tiny joy for me as well, because I'm the one that unloads the dishwasher and loads it at night. And it's so nice to have our things in drawers yeah. because, I don't know, there's something about just opening all the drawers and just putting away all the as dishes. As opposed to up in cabinets. Yes. Yeah. It's, I love it.
1: All right, what's your last one? My
0: last one is the puzzle.
1: Uh, well, I was gonna, I was thinking about the puzzle, and then I was like,
0: eh, well, that's I fine. Yeah, I just love doing. We've really been giving I Magic
1: Puzzle Company a lot of love. Love
0: doing puzzles yeah. with you specifically. It's so fun. It's such a fun thing that we do together. It's meditative. We don't even really talk. We just sit there and like look for pieces and do our own little thing but it brings me so much joy. And then this puzzle company specifically, we've shouted them out in our, uh, Wayne community as well, but magic puzzle company. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you why they're so special, but they're extra special. A little puzzles. Bit of magic. There's a little bit of a magic trick that have to do with it. And also just the art is, is, amazing. is amazing. It's like a where's Waldo Listen, of all these little vignettes. We
1: all love the hot air balloon puzzle. We all love it. It's great. There's a lot of hot <laughs> air balloons, a lot of different colors. It's great. Yeah. But the, these are so fun because there's such an artistic twist to it. Mm-hmm. And I think we just love that. And the pieces are, all shaped in kind of fun different ways at, at times fun. so yeah that's a that's a great one I, I did think about it it was on my possible I'm list but it's
0: not but
1: the overall enjoyment of us being able to operate in a kitchen together was higher up in my life list than that <laughs> makes sense uh all right that's it for this episode we hope you enjoyed our first bring five here like i said we're gonna have two more episodes travel related uh coming up but the next episode that we record that you'll listen to is going to be recapping this entire year of, of full-time travel. travel in the wow.
0: full everything about it and we hope that hopefully it was fun to listen to we hope that this spurs you to think about the things that you're grateful for in your life we it's not lost on us just how much we have to be grateful for and how fortunate we are and we're all fortunate in our own ways and i think spending a little bit of time to think about that is hopeful, yeah. and we are grateful for you for listening to our podcast.
1: Yeah, and I hope we gave you a couple giggles, whether it was before and you had the anxiety of going to see your family or after and you've left and you're now like, I need something to cleanse the palate. <laughs> and we were that palate cleanser for you because we know how it can be around the families holidays. Families are family. wonderful.
0: We love them so much, and it is so great to have seen them. To have <laughs> seen them. It's
1: going to be so great to, to have seen our families <laughs> at Christmas.
0: They're
1: great. Uh, all right, everybody. Hope you have a fantastic week we will be back in your ears next week thanks as always for listening okay bye